Welcome to episode number 76 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are in a series dealing with faith, one of my absolute all-time favorite topics to either preach on or teach on or do podcasts on. And we have decided to use my book entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing as my guide or my outline, if you will, for these particular teachings. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. Father, I come to you and ask that your spirit, Father, would touch and anoint this podcast. Open up my heart to receive what you want me to speak on and open up the ears of those who are listening, Father, that they would receive something special today, that we would all grow in our faith, that we'd all understand, God, that you gave us a measure of faith. But Father, we have the opportunity, Lord, to increase our faith each and every day. So bless this, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What I want to accomplish in this particular podcast is to reveal to each one of us the opportunities that come where we can increase our faith. Yes, opportunities. Just because we have a challenge doesn't mean that it's not an opportunity. In my opinion, I believe that when we have a challenge in our life, we can either make a decision to move forward into that challenge, we can run around it, we can deny it, or we can be afraid of it or fear it. But I believe we should jump boldly into those opportunities to exercise our faith and to increase our faith. Let's think of an opportunity maybe in your life where you had an opportunity to increase your faith. Maybe you had a situation where you were facing a financial challenge or a physical challenge, or if you're married, a marital issue, or if you're raising children, challenges dealing with raising kids. Any of those things give us opportunities to increase our faith. So I want you to get ready to read something very, very special. Receive something that's going to change your focus, your ideas, your thoughts about the faith that you have in your life. If you would like to get additional information on this teaching, you can continue to listen to these podcasts or go back and listen to the previous podcasts on faith. Or you could go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com, and you will find a book on that webpage entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. That book was written based upon God's promises to Abraham about bringing something from nothing. And where Paul, the apostle, spoke about it in the book of Romans, and he talked about receiving life from death. And I'm telling you, it's a life-changing teaching. And if you're interested, you can pick that book up. You can get it on my website, or you can get it at Barnes & Noble, or Amazon, or wherever you purchase your books. So I'm excited about that book. I'm excited about the opportunities that it gives us to increase our faith, and I pray that it'll richly bless you. You might want to get a pad if you're able to do that. If you're out riding somewhere or walking, that's not too convenient for you. But I'd like you to make a list of things that you'll gain through this podcast today so that at the end of it, there'll be an opportunity to review those things that made an impact on your life. Let me make you a a statement I believe the Lord will bless. Our life is filled with opportunities to believe for good results. Now, I know not all opportunities are considered positive. A lot of times people say, well, here's an opportunity to make this decision or that decision. It's always supposed to be good. But in reality, half the things that we experience in our life are challenges and difficult things. And other things are wonderful, positive opportunities. As a young man or a young woman, I'm sure that you were faced one time or another to make a decision on an opportunity. I think of the opportunity I had to go into professional bowling. And it just didn't work out. My mom and dad were not supporting it, even though I had sponsors, thought everything was was ready to go. I qualified, but it just didn't work out. So I moved on with life. On the other hand, I had an opportunity to get married or be single, as you probably have. And when we have that opportunity, that's a huge decision. So we need to have faith when we step into those types of decisions or opportunities. 
Let's just think about faith, though, in just relationship to opportunities for good results. It's a challenge to our faith, but it even, even greater than that, it's a great opportunity to grow in our faith. This series is entitled Faith to Receive, and that's what I want you to gain from today's podcast. God's faithfulness compels us to trust in Him. Think about that. We serve a God who is without limits. He has nothing that's not possible for him to do. There's absolutely nothing out there that God cannot do. Nothing is impossible with our Lord. And he has faith that we can't even measure. So God's faithfulness compels us to trust in him. We have to have faith to trust in him. Even that little measure of faith tells us we have that in order to trust in God. God is faithful to create something from nothing. Now he is. You got to believe that. Now receive that. And if you don't get over that hump, you're probably not going to gain a whole lot from these teachings. Believing that God brings life from nothing requires us to have an attitude of thanksgiving. Now, thanksgiving is a crucial part of our walk with God. Thanking God in advance for something actually happening is a requirement to believe this way and to receive growth in our faith and to receive something great from our faith. We've got to, in advance, believe that God is able, that his faithfulness makes him able, and that our faith can latch on to his faith and receive something great in our life. We have been trained all of our lives to think this way. Don't count your chickens before they're hatched. I've always hated that statement. I've always felt that that's just an annoying statement. However, I was raised with it. God's word says... Remember, the world talks about don't count your chickens before they're hatched. But God's word says to call forth those things that don't exist as though they are. Now, that simply means something like this. I know this is kind of corny, but it seems to me that that old statement, don't count your chickens before they're hatched, we could basically say you can count the chickens that you want before they're even hatched. You can see them. You can claim them. You can see those those eggs hatching, and you can see those little chicks running around, and you can see that taking place. Well, if we can look at an egg and imagine a chicken coming coming out of it, then why can't we look at our own challenge in our life and see a great result coming out of that challenge? Now, I realize that thanking God in advance of something actually happening is contrary to our natural thinking. Our natural thinking says, well, just don't believe it. You have to think of the Bible story where the doubting Thomas story, where Jesus came into the room and Thomas said, yeah, I see him, but I won't believe until I can touch his hand and I can actually look into his face. You see the disciple, one of the 12 disciples that followed Jesus was Thomas. And Thomas is labeled with a wonderful phrase called Doubting Thomas, or the Doubting Thomas, or the Doubting Disciple. I don't particularly think I'd like to have that labeled to my name. That's his label because he would not believe until he could see. Yet the Bible says to us, blessed are those who believe, yet they cannot see. That's obviously a step of faith or a measure of faith. Now, thanking God in advance requires a change in our thinking and then confessing of our faith. We just believe it before it happens. There's so many things like that that happen in our life that we take for granted. For example, we believe if we step on the brake of our car, the car will stop. We believe that if we were to crack open an egg, most likely an egg is going to come out. We believe when we sit in a chair that it'll hold us up. So we we believe for things that are not as though they are. We're not sitting, but we will be sitting because we trust in that chair. And on and on, I could give you thousands of, of examples where we have faith to believe for something that we've not experienced or that we've not seen. But having faith to believe God for something in our life that we've given up on or for an illness in our life or for a 
great challenge in our life is another step of faith. And that's what we're going to learn today. We're going to learn more about how to gain our faith and how to receive faith to see great things take place in our life. Because I believe that thanking God in advance for a good result must become a way of life. It should just simply be the way it is. It reminds me once again, excuse the personal reference, but I have to use those from time to time because that's who I am and I've gone through that experience. I just said, thanking God in advance for a good result must become a way of life. Let me give an example in my own life recently where that happened. When the doctor told me a few years ago and he said, well, if this medication doesn't work, we think you maybe only have six months to live. He said, there's no cure for this disease, this cancer that you have. There is no, his diagnosis. He said, there's no way I can guarantee that all this stuff's going to work. So he says, basically, if this doesn't work, you've only got six months to live. So I put my head down for about one second. And I mean one second. I looked right back up in his eyes and I said, so let me get this straight. You are trying to scare me with heaven. You see, I believe that's calling forth something that's not as though that it is. What I'm saying is there's nothing bad that can happen to me that even compares with the greatness of going to heaven. Having the opportunity to think in advance what heaven's going to be like. See, a lot of folks don't believe in heaven and I feel so sorry for them. Usually those people also don't believe in hell and I feel sorry for them in that case too because there is a heaven and there is a hell. Whether we think it is, whether we believe it is, or whether we doubt or question it, there is a heaven and hell because God said that there is. Now let's getting back to thanking God. Thanking God in advance requires using some measure of faith. Wow, just even a little piece that we've got. But that measure of faith can get bigger and bigger and bigger. Thanking God in advance is what the Psalm 100 and verse 4 in the New Living Translation says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Now, it doesn't say when you feel good, enter his gates with thanksgiving. It doesn't say when you feel bad, enter. He just says regardless of where you are, we should always enter into God's gates with thanksgiving. Now, when we do that, we're basically saying in advance that something good is going to happen to me. Old Roberts became very famous for a lot of reasons, and one of his statements was on TV, he would say, something good is going to happen to you today, because he was thinking in the positive sense. He was thinking in, in faith, believing for something that wasn't as though it was going to be. So because of this revelation of thanking in advance, something very powerful has happened during my prayer time, and it'll happen during your prayer time. The benefit of this podcast, this teaching, is to help us in our prayer time that we'll have strength and powerful prayers. We'll have prayers that are overcoming prayers, that are prayers that believe for things that are not as though they are. We're going to have prayers that claim the promises of God, even though we're facing something that seems to be almost impossible in our own mind. We must always remember that what seems impossible to us is possible to our God because nothing is impossible for Him. We need to think that way. We need to operate that way. And we need to be thankful and advance for what we need in our life. Now, I realize that, that starting to think for things to happen that seem impossible to us is a little difficult, and we need a revelation. We need an encounter with God to be able to claim that promise of God. When I first became a Christian, I struggled with prayer. We would be asked to go to church for a prayer meeting, and we would go. The pastor would say, we'll need to get together and pray for an hour. Now, to me, when I first became a Christian, the thought of praying for an hour seemed absolutely impossible because I had a difficult time praying for more than a minute or two minutes. Now, if people were honest, most people would say the same thing. You pray for your family, you pray for your wife, you pray for your children and maybe your friends and loved ones, and you might pray for your country. And after about a minute or two of praying, you're saying, well, Lord, I've done it all. I've prayed about all I know to pray. So thinking about going to an hour prayer meeting seemed a little bit heavy. He said, when he said only an hour, 
I would think about things like only, are you kidding me? Only an hour? How in the world can I spend time in prayer for an hour? I could not imagine how someone could pray for an entire hour. I would pray for my list of people, just like you do, like you've done in the past, that I wanted God to bless and not run out of things to say. After three or four minutes, think about that. I know I'm repeating some of this, but think about that. Think about after just two or three or four minutes, you're out of stuff. It's gone. Now, it took me years to learn how to pray for a full hour. I'm kind of ashamed to say that, but in reality, that's what took place. It took me a long time before I could understand the importance and power of praying for more than just a few minutes at a time. Now, I prayed, and I'd pray maybe three or four times a day, but each time it was only just for a couple of minutes. But then one day, I started thinking about, my goodness, I can sit and watch a football game for three hours, or I can sit down and talk to somebody about cars and sports and things of that nature for an hour or two or three hours. Why can't I spend an hour in prayer with my Lord? But even after I figured out how to pray for an hour, I sometimes would struggle during my prayer time. The revelation of thanking God in advance came to me when my wife and I were invited to a pastor's conference in Seoul, Korea with Dr. Cho. His church was the largest local congregation in the world at that time with 750,000 members. Just before we went over there, Pastor Tommy Barnett had asked me to be the prayer pastor at Phoenix First Assembly Church. Both my wife and I would take over the responsibilities of leading prayer in that church and teaching people. And I wanted to be a part of that, and so I accepted that. So Pastor Barnett asked me and my wife to go with him to Dr. Cho's church in Korea. I remember asking my wife when I was asked to be the prayer pastor of the church, what does a prayer pastor do? And she very quickly replied to me. She said, well, I guess you are to pray. Obviously, she was having some fun. It, It seemed easy to think about it, but really that was a great challenge for me. Now, at that conference in Seoul, Korea, I noticed how much Dr. Cho in his church spoke of being thankful. There were over 30,000 people who would pray and thank God an hour before church started. Instead of a long list of what they wanted or needed, they had a longer list of thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you have done and for what you are going to do. That was key, for what you are going to do. I started thinking, wait a minute, these people are believing that their prayers are going to be answered. These people are believing that when they go to God in prayer, that he hears it and he's going to answer it. So they were accepting the premise of, I'm going to call for those things that are not as though that they are. Now, a funny thing happened at the conference. It seemed funny, of course, to me, but Dr. Cho took approximately 400 pastors from around the world into a large room. That was a convention that my wife and I were at and that Pastor Tommy Barnett was the keynote speaker at. He took this 400 pastors from around the world into this big room. He asked the ushers to lock the doors and not let anyone out. He asked the ushers to lock the doors so that no one could go anywhere with the exception of going to the bathroom because they had bathrooms in this room. There were just now mats on the floor where you could sit on. There were no chairs. There were no couches. There wasn't any recliners or anything like that. We were all standing when Dr. Cho came into this room. He said very softly, I have called you here to pray for the next four hours. No one will leave. We have toilets, he says, if you need one. But if you decide to leave this room, before you pray for four hours, you will be asked to leave the conference and not to return. Think about that. It was an amazing thing to hear him say. 
And then even more amazing than that were the comments of many of the pastors that my wife and I were around. What is he doing? How can we pray for four hours? Where are the chairs? Why do we need to stay here for four hours? And the comments went on and on because people were shocked that this man, Dr. Cho, who had a church of 750,000 people, he was asking us to pray for four hours before we went into the pastor's conference. Now, my wife and Pastor Barnett and his wife, Maria, found it kind of humorous. We all found a place to sit on the floor and we spent four hours of our afternoon praying. Obviously, in my opinion, it was the best four hours of prayer we had ever experienced. And during that prayer, I started to think about how Dr. Cho's church would pray. They were thankful in advance for what was going to take place. Now, that is where, during this prayer hour, prayer meeting, I should say, this four hours of prayer, that is where we caught the idea of thanking God in advance for what he was going to do. That is where the concept of calling forth those things that don't exist as though they are was taught to me and caught by me. You see, some things can be taught, some things need to be caught. And I think that's crucial. I've heard that before. I'm sure you have heard it also, but that's so true. And this premise that I'm teaching you about opportunities to increase your prayers has to be caught. I can teach it. I can give examples, but we all have to catch it. And that's what we need to do in this whole idea of prayer to receive, faith to receive, faith to believe, believing in advance for something that isn't, believing in advance for something that's going to come forth. Even during our circumstances, we believe during our circumstances that the promise is there. As we go through our challenges, as we go through our circumstances in life, we look forward to the end result. The end result is God answering prayer. A lot of folks run into a challenge. They run into a problem. And all of a sudden, they start to pray a little bit, and they start thinking about the problem, and they pray a little bit, and they think about the problem, they think about the problem, they get overwhelmed with the problem, and they just can't continue to pray. They just they, they lose their desire to pray. They lose their desire to, to believe because they think this challenge is just too difficult. It's just impossible. But we've got to catch the idea, the concept of believing for those things that are not as though they are. So when we pray, remember, it's an opportunity for our faith to grow. The title of this little teaching today is Opportunities of Faith, and I believe a prayer meeting is an opportunity for faith. I believe a challenge in our life is an opportunity for faith. I believe that when we're faced with a disease or an illness or a challenge in our marriage or a financial breakthrough, it's an opportunity for our faith to grow. Maybe I should have called this particular podcast Being Thankful increases our faith because it does and maybe i'll do a podcast on that down the road here but to be thankful in advance is really something that will lead us to greater faith when you think about it having faith requires a thankful attitude just having faith to believe is a thankful attitude i digress a little bit i told you earlier that the word of god tells us that we should enter into his courts with thanksgiving and praise When we do that, we do that because we are believing for things that we need or things that other people need or prayer requests that we have that we're praying for in our own life and for other people's lives. And we're believing it and we're being thankful in advance for who God is, for what he can do, for what he has done, and for his unlimited power to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think according to the power that he's placed in us. There have been thousands and thousands of books and pamphlets written on faith. I've read tons of them. I've written books myself on faith. I've 
preached on it for years. I've read till I was exhausted about the men and women of God who had great faith. And many times I just couldn't seem to catch it. I was being taught, I was being taught, but then all of a sudden one day the Holy Spirit spoke to me that I should catch it. And it first hit me when I was with at Dr. Cho's church in South Korea. To go back a little bit and think about his church, Dr. Cho's church was 750,000 people. Today, I believe it's like 900,000 people. And it's in an area, Seoul, Korea, on the southern side of the Korea, the demilitarized zone dividing North and South Korea. The North side are communists and they are wanting to take over the world and they want to fight everybody. Where the south, the, that's the North side. They want to, That's what they want to do. But the South side wants to be loving and reaching out and kind. They're going to defend themselves. But there's churches on the South side of that demilitarized zone where they run two and three hundred thousand. There are Baptist churches running three or four hundred thousand people and Nazarene churches and, and Episcopal churches and you name it, all kinds of denominations that are there, Assemblies of God churches, that's what Dr. Cho's church is, that are huge. And I remember one time Dr. Cho called for a prayer meeting of South Korea to pray for protection from the North and he was able to get a million people to get into the streets of South Korea to pray and seek God for God's intervention in the challenges they were facing. So if you want to talk about people of faith, the people of South Korea are living in faith. And we can have the same thing here. We can live in faith. We can we can react to problems with a positive response and a belief that God's going to do something, that God has already promised us that he's going to do things that seem impossible to us. To think that I have something new to tell you about faith would be a little arrogant on my part. Just think about it. What I just said was to think that maybe somehow I've got something that'll be new to you because I think you've probably read a lot on faith or probably heard teaching or sermons on faith. So who am I to think that maybe I've got something special and unique? But I was a Christian for years and didn't understand the concept of believing for things that were not as though they are. And it took me years for that to happen in my life. So it'll probably happen to you faster and quicker. But if you'll get that into your heart, get it into your mind, get it into your thought process, you can believe without a single doubt that God is going to answer your prayers and that God will show you opportunities where your faith will grow. Your faith will be challenged, but your faith will break through and will grow. And I believe that learning this teaching and accepting this teaching and believing this concept that that we can receive anything regardless of what it is because God is able to do more than we can imagine or think. God has the ability to bring forth things that are dead back to life. He can bring it back to life. So I'm hoping that you'll receive this teaching today, and I hope that it's something you'll catch rather than just be taught, and I believe that God will bless you for it. To write something about God's promise of bringing life from nothing requires an understanding of how vital our faith is to understanding this teaching. This is truly a a next step. It's the next step in our walk of faith. Now, every time we go to our God, we must start with being thankful. Let me quick review with you. We must believe that he's able, that God can answer prayer, and believe that we do have a measure of faith. Then we must believe that God is faithful. Then we must catch one of the greatest truths that we find in his word. That truth is simple, yet it's life-changing. It's radical. It's life-changing. This is radical thinking to some people. I don't believe it's radical thinking in my mind because it's become part of my life and part of my wife's life. There's really nothing radical about thinking and believing that our God, the creator of all things of heaven and earth, he will never change and he will always be willing and able to bring life 
into your circumstances to bring life into your opportunities to have greater faith. Now, we need to trust in Him, believe in His Word, and see Him bring into your life new life. Let me kind of close with these thoughts. Faith sees the problem in reference to the source of the promise. Let me repeat that. Faith sees the problem in reference to the source of the promise. The source of the promise is God. The promise is from God and that he will bring new life into old things or he'll bring life into something that's dead. Our life is filled with opportunities to believe for good results. So now I want you to address those opportunities to believe for good results, to believe for positive results, to believe for an answer to prayer. And finally, this thought, I want you to catch this thought. Thanking God in advance of something actually happening is contrary to our natural thinking. Wow, it is. A lot of people will think that you're kind of crazy or maybe unusual if you can actually believe something that is not can actually come to happen or can come to pass. But I challenge you, I encourage you to pray for people. And at the end of your prayer, or during your prayer, sometime during your prayer time, when you're praying for a need of someone else, and they're challenged, maybe a physical problem or a financial or a marital problem or kids or whatever it might be, challenges with raising children, whatever it might be, that you know the need and they know the need. And sometime in your prayer time, just speak these words and say, Father, we call forth these things that are not as though that they are. We believe, God, that you will bring life into something we feel has no life. And Father, we receive that in Jesus' name. I'll tell you, every time I pray that, people's faith increase. When I make that statement to people, they they see a energy. They, they see a new desire. They, they believe and their faith is expanded and reaches out. So I believe that that's something we can all get out of this lesson. So I hope that you've been blessed by today's teaching, by this podcast, because I believe we're going to continue on and continue to see wonderful things take place as we receive faith, as we gain in our faith, as we grow in our faith. And as we see that faith will allow us to receive what God wants for us. Let me just close in prayer. Father, once again, I pray blessing upon all those who've listened in today. I pray that you would bless them and keep them. Pray that your face would shine upon them, Father. I pray, Lord, that we would grow in our faith, God, that we would take that measure of faith that you've given us, Father, and see it expanded, Father, by reading your word, by getting into your promises, by being thankful for who you are, for what you've done, and for what you're going to do. Thank you once again for this opportunity, and I'll be careful, Lord, to give you all the praise and all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're going to continue teaching on this area of faith for quite a while now. I'm not sure how long, but I'm sure it'll be for at least for a few more months. And if you'd like to get more information, as I mentioned previously in this podcast, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And if you get on there, you'll find that I've written a number of books dealing with faith and miracles and finances and even books on for veterans for dealing who are dealing with issues like PTSD and Asian orange challenges, physical problems. So you can reach onto there. There's a book on finance I think that might be a great blessing to you. It's entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. There's another one on there entitled Generosity, What's in it for me? 
You know, anytime that we give to others, God's going to bless us. I'm not saying we give so we can get something in back. I'm just saying that generosity, the acts of generosity, whether it be finances or time or helpful or mentoring or teaching or whatever it might be, you'll be blessed and something will come back into your life. So I pray that those will bless you. In addition to that, if you're interested in subscribing to my podcast, you can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I'd like to sign off with this statement. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. My next podcast is entitled, Words Affect Our Faith. There's a great scripture found in the book of Psalms and it's Psalm 1914 in the New Living Translation. It says this, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into the concept that the words that we speak make a great impact on our life and on the lives of other people. So I want you to tune in. I'd encourage you to share this teaching with other people and let them understand that there's an opportunity to see a way to have an increase in their faith. And I know that as you grow in your faith, you'll be able to speak faith and hope into the lives of so many people. If you're looking to grow in your faith, you can go back and listen to some of these former podcasts that I've been teaching, and I know that they'll be a blessing to you. I've had numerous people email me and send me information or comments about how their faith is growing and how they've increased their their belief that their prayers are effective and that they can have effective, fervent prayers and they will accomplish much. It's wonderful to hear that happen, and I know it's going to happen in your life. So I'm just believing for that, and I'm believing that God has a great plan to prosper each and every one of us in our prayer life and increase our faith because I know everyone that's listening out there today would love to see their faith increase and knowing that their faith will enable them to receive what God has planned for their life. So I just pray that God will bless you. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you.